Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another comic episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helpton. And what's, what's your last command, Peter? My last command is Peter Bingham Pancras. He's <laughs> a great author, and you have to read his book, The Fifth Civilization. I really should one day. I need to find it before I go on my trip. <laughs> one day. Well, by the time you're hearing, it's already been on my trip. But I do need to find that. <laughs> so we are here to talk about, we are finally wrapping up the comic miniseries, the Thrawn trilogy, based on the best-selling novels by Timothy Zahn, which is on the cover of every issue of the comic. Star Wars, The Last Command, a book I've been waiting to get done with this series for a while. So if you After, haven't listened, definitely yeah. go check out our previous two episodes where we did Star Wars, Heir to the Empire, and Star Wars, Dark Force Rising. Please go listen to those because then you'll be caught up to what this is going to be talking about. You can hear us talk about how unthrilled, not thrilled we were about Dark Force Rising. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is 100% accurate. We were not thrilled at all. Dark Force, you know, lowering, if you... <laughs> it's comic, take on it. 30, comic 36 and comic 34, the other two you want to listen to before you listen to this, unless you already know, then it doesn't matter. So, all right, well, the last Command comic book miniseries that we're going to be talking about came out in... It does not have the year on it. I think 98, maybe? Okay, the book came out in 92, or 93, the hardcover, but that doesn't help me. Yeah, the comic's 98, I believe. Okay, good. I, I have a wiki pulled up, but then the wiki decided not to tell me. So I was like, oh, thanks, wiki. Yeah, put in that date yourself. <laughs> so I I was very apprehensive to come. First issue is November 26, 1997. Apparently, when you click things, it shows you. So this, I was very apprehensive of this. I didn't, I really did not like Dark Force Rising. Neither of us did. I liked Air of the Empire, and I'm like, I don't, This is this going to be any good? Is this going to be shit again? And so I came into this reading it without any excitement. Like the covers, the covers also don't grab me at all of these. They're, they all fit the image of a circle with an, with pictures inside of the circle. And then the rest of the cover is just a a color. Yeah. They're uninspiring. Yes. And it bothered me more than I thought it would. (laughs) Like it had no reason to bother me. There's some renditions. Yeah. You know, the one with Mara Jade, she looks, I don't know. She looks very strange. In the image of her. I think issue number two is a very strange picture of her. I really like her in this, though. In the in the comic itself, you know, she's really good. Just the portrayal of her. The physical artistry of the how they made her look. Just weird. But yes, she's a great character in this. You can see why people lashed on her as a character. Which makes me sad that she doesn't exist in the current canon in any shape or form. Yeah, I mean, there's always a possibility one day there'll be a Disney Plus TV show. You know, that's probably not that far away, to be honest. If they brought Thrawn, they mentioned Thrawn in Rebels, and, you know, he was in, they mentioned him in Mandalorian, so. Have you, you never watched Rebels still, right? I know we have this conversation every time, I'm pretty sure. You know, I haven't, I haven't, no. Okay. One day I'll get to it. I'll see if his portrayal is anything like he was in these books. They also don't kill him in Rebels, spoiler. He, as you already knew, he, they just put, they do, they do something to put him away. So he's not around during A New Hope and stuff. Yeah. They, that's the only way to really put it. They, but at least they put the character away. He'll be back, which I, I want him to come back. So, and so, so this book starts off, and it it kind of like I didn't remember a whole lot of Dark Force Rising. Of course, you always get the the text command that tells you what's going on about how Saboth and is this Jedi that I think is a clone or something, and and was trying to get Luke in the previous you know book, and now he's 
off. Thrawn got the Katana fleet. They have a bunch of ships. They have clones you found out at the end of the first book or the end of the second book. Yeah. And you're just kind of dropped into this third part of the series. Yeah, basically Thrawn is trying to fight the New Republic. He has the Imperial Remnant and he wants to fight the New Republic and he's got the allies of this. What they what he says is an old Jedi Master who's kind of gone insane and he's got a clone army. And so he's kind of launching hit and run attacks against the the rebels or the, the New Republic now to try and well you don't know what his ultimate goal is, but you know, you know kind of you get to learn in this book what his what his kind of wants are. So you get a lot more like interaction with him in this book, I felt too. And you also get Sabath a lot. Like the first couple of pages are Thrawn talking to Sabath and kind of seeing their relationship and how Sabath sees Thrawn as an underling that he's in charge of. Where yeah, Thrawn is using him. Yeah, Thrawn's like, okay, you want this? Sure, we'll give it to you. And then Sabath is always saying, don't forget, I'm the one in charge here. And then kind of Thrawn rolls his red eyes and says, all right, <laughs> sure you are. You're the boss, yeah. And, like, the first thing you see is them attacking some random planet, and they just barrage it with, you know, beam, laser beams, because they're, right. they, he's like, we don't want your men, we don't want your children, we just want food. Right. We want your food. Yeah. Which doesn't make a lot of sense at first. They just, you know, but it makes sense as, as the book progresses, you see what they're up to. Right, yeah. It's a, this is a good opening, because you, like, it starts with a mystery. Yeah, and then you, and, it yeah, doesn't take long. Yeah. There's a lot more action in this book than there is in Dark Force Rising. Which was nice. Finally, you get some battles. And you get Han Solo early on and, and Leia and Sabath. Like, big thing is trying to get Leia because now that he failed in Luke in the previous book, now he's just after Leia and her kids. Right, yeah. Which has happened, you know, it happens in Dark Empire. I think it happens again at some point where all the villains are trying to get these twins because they want to mold them to their, their evil ways. <laughs> it's 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 not the first time or the last time it will happen to to Leia. It might be the last time I read because I don't know what series next that happens to her. Well, it did happen in Dark Empire. They try to kidnap those, but I think that that kind of comes afterwards because the twins are born at that point. But yes, this is this is before that. Before that, yeah. So we get the heroes. They're 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 running away from the Imperials, and weren't they kind of attacking them or something? I thought. Let's see. That's how I took it, but. Maybe they were just running through to get away. I can't. I don't remember what was happening in the last book. I think. It, as, I think they kind of go through the imperial. It says it's an imperial task force, nothing to worry about. And it says they passed the spot. I don't know if they're at Endor. It's kind of weird. They say we passed the spot where the Death Star blew up. I felt the Emperor's presence. So I actually forget. Are they at Endor or something? I don't know. It doesn't don't really look like Endor. It doesn't. Looks like Yavin, kind of. Yeah, I mean, maybe wasn't the first Death Star near Yavin though? But then the Empire didn't die there, so. Yeah. I I, I'm not sure. I have, probably the book explains it more. They might have cut something out of here that explains it. That it did feel like in this comic, things are cut out. Right, yeah. Especially later. Yeah, I think it's some of it to its detriment, but they definitely condensed some things. And uh, I'll talk about it as we get... I know what you're going to talk about, but I feel like I have something to, to mention, too, later on. But Okay, we'll get there. first we'll thing get I want to say is like when you see Thrawn talking with Sabath, the Jedi, I like how you really see him using like he has a Yasamari on him all the time. Yeah. And the, like in the second in Dark Force Rising, they didn't do anything with the Yasamari. And here they they really you see it on him. The Yasamari are around. You see the Nogri yeah. that are still working with Thrawn. Like right. you get that whole element and then you and it cuts to what Luke is doing to where Luke is at some random planet, red planet. And he's in, you know, he's Luke. He's got the cloak on. He's trying to dodge Imperials. They bring back a card and he actually does stuff in this book. 
Like it's a much like I enjoyed when Card was on was was on the page. I enjoyed Luke's and Card Card interacting in this salt town or whatever the hell it is, and <laughs> how the government officials were corrupt and were yeah. working with the Empire. Yeah, which made sense. Yeah, it's 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 a much better portrayal of like smugglers and these side characters that we don't really we haven't you know that we're just being introduced to, but you know they actually get stuff to do in here. Whereas in previous novel, previous book, I think it was setting up a lot of stuff. So it was more set up in action. And it was nice that this one wasn't. Right, yeah. I was happy that this one was just a lot of stuff happening. Like, you even get you get Mary Jade in the first issue, and she's all beat up and trying to find out where Luke Skywalker is. I think she's in a rebel base at the time when she wakes up. Yeah, she's, yeah, in, she's in, Coruscant. in Coruscant. Yeah. I don't remember what happened to her in the end of the first, in the end of Dark Force Rising. But you can go back. We'll go back and listen to that episode, and then we can think about it. <laughs> But I, I liked it that you had this random kid with blue hair as a splicer. You have like this guardian that works for Leia, and they're just letting Mara J just walk around Coruscant and just walk around the temple, and then like, which I thought was kind of odd. And then she gets up in her normal clothing, and then you also see her like put a put a bunch of guns on her and stuff. It was interesting. I, don't know, I liked it though. Yeah, it was kind of a nice you know character that they add to this because those those hallways are nice. You know, it kind of looks like the Coruscant from Attack of the you know from the prequel movies. Yes, they they did a good job of, you know, making that all look consistent, I guess. Which were nothing at this time. But yes, I know they were nothing, but they <laughs> they definitely knew the aesthetic when they did the movies. They were like, we got to go with the aesthetic that everybody established. So. so funny with that, like how, you know, he he was going to make these for so many years and never got around to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like right around the time these comics came out is when the, the first movie was being a uh, prequel was being made. So maybe they had some insight. That would make sense because this would have been 1998. Movie came out in 2000, so yeah, it would definitely would have been under, you know, undergoing. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Oh no, and then just but, everything you like seeing her, and then you you see Sabath talking to Thrawn. He's in his throne room again, and I just I like the way that they they do it. How Thrawn is always just petting the Asamari, and you can see how he's acting like he's subverted to Sabath, but he's really doesn't trust him at all. Yeah. And, and like he makes is- comment, he's like, "Yeah, we're using him right now," but. <laughs> And Sabath's like, you would never speak that way to the Emperor. I, I was thinking like, Sabath was a clone of the Empire. I was thinking that's where they were going to go with this, the Emperor, but they don't. Yeah, they don't do it. I feel like, I know in the, the original plan that Timothy Zahn wanted when he wrote these books is that he was a clone, he'd be a clone of Obi-Wan Kenobi. But they didn't, I think George Lucas told him you can't do that. That would have been cool, though. It would have. And, you know, I feel like today they might do something more interesting like that. But at the time, they wanted to keep these, like, you don't want to muddle the muddle the waters with being being a, a good character can't be evil or whatever. So that's yeah. something kind of like, you know, Disney might do at some point. And, you know, later on, they do kind of get something like that. Yeah. Yes. Which I, I enjoyed that when we get there. And then you see, like, I like how you see Luke again wearing his black cloak, which I love from Return of the Jedi, that style of Luke walking around a town and right. trying to escape the... The stormtroopers, and then there's Yasamari, so he can't do all his force, and he uses a lightsaber to like jump across a wall or something. <laughs> yeah, I didn't quite get that. I I wanted to see. I wouldn't quite. I was trying to figure out the physics of that. He he pushes it through the wall and then slides down a hill with it, like essentially. But he travels perpendicular. He travels <laughs> vertical, not horizontal. Yeah, it yeah was no like, horizontal. I, I guess. I guess the lightsaber, you know, it's not cutting in. It's kind of slowing him down. I guess maybe that's what it was. Like. It's, yeah, and then he, he gets in a ship. It's not an X-Wing. He got in some random sh- ship, and I'm like, what the hell is this? 
<laughs> and then you see him flying to what looks like a Star Destroyer, and all of a sudden right. he jumps into an X-Wing and flies off and it blows up. I didn't understand any of this, what was happening. Yeah, I feel like the book, probably it made a little bit more sense, but it, I think it just kind of wanted to be some cool thing. Like, he uses the ship, he gets away in the X-Wing, he fools he fools the ship sensors by being like, let's blow up that cruiser, and then as soon as it gets blown up, he zooms away. So I feel like it was a trick, kind of. So he wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't, they would assume that when the ship blows up, everything is is eliminated. But he really got away. But Thrawn kind of sees through that later. Yeah, because Thrawn is you. You get to see Thrawn being intelligent in this too, which was nice. Yeah, I, li- I like the scene where he, you know, there's the instant who's like, "Oh, I I tried to recalibrate the shields or whatever, you know, the particle beams." And you think, you know, he's going to kill him like Darth Vader was, and he's like, "Oh no, you're promoted for for critical thinking." Yeah, I, I like that. It also reminded me of Picard, because I've been watching a lot of Next Generation at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it, it made me think of an evil version of Picard. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is what an evil Picard would do. Because uh, yeah. that's just how it acted, because Picard is always trying to find the best in his men, and Thrawn right. was trying to get the best out of his men, but he'll kill his man if he doesn't get the best. Right, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a little different, but still, you know, it kind of subverts your expectations. So I wonder if Picard, if Thrawn would accidentally call one of his one of his men broccoli instead of Barkley, just like Picard did, or not? It's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit too cutesy. I don't think he would do that. Uh, I just got to watch an episode, but and like just see, and you see Luke and his X-wing just flying off. You get scenes of Coruscant, which was much more entertaining. Adder Akbar has finally been cleared, and he's just right back at the table like nothing happened. Right. Yeah, I'm sure in the book that was more fleshed out, but here they're just like, oh. And the other in Dark Force Rise, it didn't kind of dwell on that. Either. He was accused of treason, but they cleared him. And it doesn't it's not really a point. It's not really, you know, needed for these books. No. And then you see Leia give birth to the two kids. And right. this part is completely fictional because she'd be yelling at Han, not saying here, hold my hand. She would be kill. I'm going to kill you. Cause that's what happens when women give birth. They threaten the man. I speak from experience and what I've heard. <laughs> well, you know, she's not having a good time. It looks like, but no, but it's not like every, like, even if you watch like movies or any like things, it's always like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Right. Yeah. It just made me laugh. That's all. And then we do get this good one page of the twins being looked over by the force ghosts of Obi-Wan, Leota and Anakin. That don't look like Hayden Christensen. <laughs> well, it was the old British guy that they originally had <laughs> playing him. Um, Instead of Hayden Christensen, so which is what it should always be. It should. I mean, I, if if Obi Wan dies old, he has to be a Force ghost at old. Then Anakin should have to be the the old Force ghost too. Yes. Like. Why did <laughs> like, they do that? But then again, Lucas is like, how can I tweak this and then resell right. it to you? Hmm. <laughs> he always wanted it to look like young. He always wanted it to look like Hayden Christensen in the eighties. That's his his whole plan the whole time. <laughs> Yes, when he had no idea he was going to make more movies that he promised. Because <laughs> it took him, like, what, 20 years, right? Or so, just to do... That's, we a, return... that's a funny thing, because if you look at stuff in, from the 80s, like, if you look at old news reports, he does mention, oh, I'm going to do the prequels where it talks about Darth Vader. And so it was always a plan. So he'd always talk to, like, some magazine, be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do those movies someday. But it took him, like, 15 years or whatever. And he always yeah. did say he wanted to do nine movies as well. He always said, oh, I'm going to do movies about Luke's children. Yeah, hold that go. Leia's children. <laughs> I don't think he planned on Disney buying it out. I think back then Disney was making the Black Cauldron and Oliver. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't exactly a behemoth as much of it. No, that movie did. I remember that movie did not do good. Right, exactly. And then it brings us to issue two, which issue two opens up with a with a page of just them going to war, fighting 
Imperials and you see X-Wings. And I really like that. Like, I got a big kick out of seeing them fight and Admiral Akbar is around. I'm assuming it's Akbar. And you have the yeah. general that they spent, they got Dark Force Rising. I don't really remember. And they're fighting Star Destroyers or something. Yeah, the Interdictor I, Cruiser. That was the cruiser. I always liked that one. That was the thing that can, like, pull you out of hyperspace. Oh, okay. That wasn't in the movies at all, right? Right? No. Yeah. Okay. But it was, you know, it's a good concept. Like, it has, like, a big field that you can't, once you once you hit the field, like, you have to drop into normal space or whatever. That is cool. And then they get into a war and they take them out and then they jump away. Right, yeah. So that was kind of, it was cool to see them fighting the Imperials and not getting their ass handed to them. And then you have a scene with Card and some other smuggler guy, and then they're just sitting there meeting someone else, and all of a sudden, like, a bunch of ships just show up. And I was really confused by this. I but didn't I think understand. It kind of is, I think it's just kind of his smuggler friends. Like, it shows that he has, like, a big network of people. I mean, I don't quite get it either. I didn't quite get all the smuggler stuff. I wasn't kind of skimming it, that stuff. But I know he's like, showing his... It yeah. felt like something was missing. Can they make a comment, like, you know, there's nobody here. It's just us. And all of a sudden, boom, right. everybody's here. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like... There was some, there was something missing that they couldn't portray in a comic because this is an adaptation of a book. Yeah, it's hard to do that when you have three hundred and four hundred pages and you're getting it down to ninety six pages or whatever. It's going to be hard. yeah. I mean, it's interesting seeing how the smugglers play a big part in this, and then you have them doing their own thing, and then you have Luke who got damaged earlier, who end up going to the homeworld of Nagri. And I I like this. I like how he shows up and he's like, "I'm the son of Vader," yeah, which is nothing I feel like he would ever say normally. No, like, I, I, I like that. I like that Vader was a good thing in, in the sense, which is never not normally. Like, oh, my father's Vader. Oh, good job. Like, no, normally it's like, OK, let's kill you. <laughs> That's something I don't know if they've done it in the new books or whatever. But in the old EU, it's like every book when they had Leia and Luke, whatever, interact with like normal people, like some of them be very upset. Like, oh, you're Darth Vader's daughter. Well, he killed. He blew up my planet or whatever. He's. You know, everybody would kind of have mixed feelings about this. Like the head of our government is the son of Hitler, basically, or the you know <laughs> the daughter of Hitler is running the government, and they're not they're not too happy about it. But you know, here is a different approach where they kind of worshipped. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I just really like the whole idea of that. Yeah, that's. A I good... like seeing him on the Nagri, and then you it cuts to something I completely forgot about with Dark Force Rising, where. Lando is still at that refinery place where they have like these things protecting this blocking out the sun so they don't all right. burn to death. And he's trying to fix that from when Dark Force Rising, they went and stole a bunch of his mole miners. Yeah, I forgot all about that. I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a definitely a, a D, a C or D story to the main plot. Yes, I, I do laugh. There's one line in here where Han, when he's talking about the baby, says they eat like starving Wookiees. <laughs> right. That was funny to me. That's funny. And I like this random maid or whoever, whoever she is, like the Winter, I think is her name, who's with Leia. Yeah. I thought she was a good character, too, as you see her kind of going around and, and just talking to Leia and, and how, like, they're going to, like, they were going to arrest Mara Jade, too, was the plan? Yeah. No, not yet. That comes a little later. I, I forget. If I went to Wikipedia, I could figure it out. But it went, I thought Winter was, like, maybe I think she might have been from Alderaan or something, or she was, like, kind of okay. mystical. There was some mystical thing about her or some past thing, and she kind of helped the children, but... She, uh, yeah, she was part of the, she shows up again later, but I forget exactly what her deal is. But yeah, I really like, there's a couple panels where it shows her having nightmares of Luke and Vader killing Palpatine. Yeah. (laughs) And how she keeps getting messages of kill Luke, kill Luke. You will kill Luke. I really like that. Because this is where she sees Imperial sneaking into the, into the cat, in the Coruscant. And they, and then she go, I think she goes to warn them. And they think she's part of it or something like that. Oh, they they notice it too. 
the general does in Lando, and I think she yeah. somehow warns them or something. Yeah, they think, well, they're looking for a spy called Delta Source, and they're, they always, they have many theories about who it is, and they think, you know, Mara Jade is, I feel like they feel like she's kind of feeding information around. So she's very suspicious that they lose all this information and she's here. That's well, don't why they, they know who she is, too? Yeah. I mean, they I feel do. like they wouldn't have taken her into the government. I think she would have been killed. Well, they would have probably, you know, in reality, they would have at least sent her to a prison far away. You know, they wouldn't put her in basically the White House or whatever. <laughs> they wouldn't put her in the Capitol yeah. building. So <laughs> I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, OK, OK, story. Like, because she helps them, like she tricks the guards and then kills them all. No, Leia, she tells Leia to like surrender or act like you're going to surrender. And she pops in and shoots everybody in the back. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, and then, yeah. then she gets arrested because one of the people that survived from the Empire ended up saying that Mary Jade was working was there was their spy and so they arrest right, her. Yeah. And you get a scene of her at Jabba's palace. So like she was at <laughs> Jabba's palace. Uh, no, she wasn't. Yeah, you get to see Jabba's uh, lecherous tongue uh, very briefly. Yeah. <laughs> you could just I, hear him going laughing or whatever. I just thought it was funny to have that little panel where there, you have Boba Fett and everything and. But there's no yeah. Max Rebo. <laughs> they should. Yeah, they've got, you know, they've got like the Elephant Man guy, but <laughs> Bib Fortuna, but they really should have Max Rebo and, you know, the Yuzub guy, <laughs> the guy who sang Jedi Rocks and all that. They should have had the random. Oh, the Yellow Singer? Remember the special edition guy who sang the. Oh, God, yes. The, the like really raspy voice, ugly thing yeah. you're talking about, aren't you? They should have had that guy in there, you know? No, thank you. <laughs> I remember that guy. No, thank you. <laughs> I have not rewatched that movie. When I was yeah. doing my rewatch, I never wa- I never finished Return of the Jedi. Oh man, you're missing out. I'm afraid. <laughs> you're afraid of that guy, yeah. Well, I'm afraid of that movie. What? I mean, I'm afraid the to go Jabba back to it. stuff is frightening, you know. Well, I'm worried I won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. I don't I don't think I ever really want to watch uh, the last Star Wars movie with <laughs> Kylo because I I walked out crying. I was so happy, and I I'm I'm, I'm worried <laughs> that if I ever go back, I won't be crying happily. There'll well, be tears of pain. You could just keep your memories then. Return of the Jedi. You know, you won't. You're going to see a lot of probably bad acting. At a certain point, it'll <laughs> fall apart. So just say, okay, at this point, Harrison Ford just gave up. And he said, I'm not, I don't care about this anymore. <laughs> just give him my paycheck. Right. Yes. And like, you know, an hour into the movie, you're like, okay, he doesn't care anymore. But that's a whole nother story. Uh, and then you have a card and some of the smugglers are all kind of meeting and planning how they're going to work together. I think to help the rebel Alliance, but they don't really want to. And you have one guy who was from the dark force rising. They had that shadow wraith and he's a traitor, which yeah. they don't. And then I found it funny. The Imperials just raid them <laughs> and just blow up and they're just there. And like, they fight the Imperials and escape like pretty Like then the issue just ends. Like they just beat the Imperials back, which I found that was kind of odd. Yeah. It's an action scene that probably pays plays better in the book. But you get some cool, you know, you get to see all these diverse characters of aliens and stuff. I did like that. Like, OK, you you do. And then even in the third issue, you see a little bit of them fighting, fighting off the Imperials. And they just kind of yeah. they just beat them. Yeah. And they this is what gets characters. them to join him against the Empire. And that one guy goes and goes to Thrawn to tell him, hey, the smugglers are going to turn against you. And I like how they almost kill him. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, OK, you gave me information. All right, I'll just murder you. Thanks. <laughs> it really fit. Thrawn. Be like, I don't care. Okay, fine. You want to help me? That's fine. I'll kill you, though. But okay, whatever. Yeah, he just is using like Thrawn doesn't have any. He's just using you at some point, you know? Well, yeah, he's that kind of person. And yeah, that fit the character. Well, yeah, he's he's ruthless. You know, he's smart and ruthless. He usually gets what he wants. 
till the very end. I really like Thrawn in, in this series. Like as I was reading this, like I said, I came in with low expectations, but I was getting through. Like even on this issue, I was starting to get more into it, and I was enjoying the book a lot. Yeah. And then you have Han Solo and Luke together on Coruscant, where Mary Jade was arrested. Yeah. And then they, then I think, do they they convinced to let her go with them on a mission to try to find the cloning facility? I think is what it was. Right, the uh, Wayland, the Emperor's, you know, warehouse. Yes, on Wayland. Yeah, you know, they, they need her because she knows where it is. Uh, yes. They don't know where the planet is, but she's the only one who does. I like it that they needed her. Right. Yeah. Because I just I like her. So. They need <laughs> her you have, you have some like panels of ships getting blown up with card and an Imperial shuttle that they steal, which was all set up by. The traitor guy, I think. Yeah. And, and you get it's, some pages of Saboth yelling at Thrawn. And I love how every time he's yelling at Thrawn, Thrawn just petting the Yasamari. He's like, okay, that's fine. You threaten me all you like if he's petting it. He's very annoying. He demands a ship and stuff. And he's like, I command you in the name of the Empire. Since as as the ruler of the universe, I command you to do this. And Thrawn's like, ugh, this guy again. <laughs> all right, we'll give you a ship. But you can control the force. But it's going to be under this guy or whatnot. It's a, it's a it's a good dynamic like just this I got, weird guy who thinks he's the emperor i got really confused when you see these nagri and they look like jawas in, a, in one of the panels i think now i think in the book they were they explicitly disguised as jawas in some oh that's why they look like jawas yeah they don't ever mention it in here they don't ever say oh they were disguised as jawas they just have a weird cloak i was really confused why they had those cloaks it's again another thing that they left out and i i don't I don't know why they couldn't explain it in a little thing or why they were dressed up. I forget why they were disguised because they're different. I don't know. But yes, they were. They were disguised. <laughs> okay. Because they had yeah, to get again, into the palace, I guess. You can, it's not easy to take, a, to take a book and transfer it into a comic book. Right, yeah. That's my takeaway from this. <laughs> don't ever do it. You know, just make a comic first. Yes. <laughs> so, That's I my mean, takeaway. Yeah. So but I, I really enjoy like with when Luke and Leia and Wook and Chewbacca are all talking, you know, talking with the Nagri and how the Nagri are their friends, and you have Mara having the bad dreams again. Right. Yeah. And oh, okay, this is where Luke then busts her out of jail and takes her and takes her with him. Okay, because he deactivates the droid. Yeah, they they bust her out, and they're on the way to the Emperor's storehouse on Wayland. Okay, and then you see Thrawn and Sabah talking, and there's a funny scene, at least funny to me. Where Thrawn can't be bothered to carry Yasamari on his back because a stormtrooper walking behind him carrying a Yasamari. <laughs> That's this guy's job. He looked on the schedule for that day and was like, oh, you're going to carry the Yasamari and walk behind Thrawn. Okay. And then aren't they attacking Coruscant just to piss him off or something? Like you have a couple scenes here? Yeah, well, it's it's part of his plan. They do, oh. they do, attack, they do attack it. They do attack Coruscant, but there's like they have a shield or whatever. But it's it's not, he doesn't want to attack it per se. He's got another plan. This is where he drops the mines, correct? That are that are cloaked. Asteroids, or something? yeah. They're okay. Asteroids. So his plan is to, you know, kind of besiege the planet by saying, "Oh, I've got, I've got hundreds of asteroids," and they they think they're like hundreds of asteroids flying around that are cloaked, and like you don't know where they are, so they can't lower their shields to get anything out of there until they know these asteroids are gone. And but they don't the, use cloaking technology a lot in Star Wars, do they? No. Okay. No, it's. They mentioned it in Empire Strikes Back, like no ship that small is a cloaking device, but you never see it. I think because it's probably more of a Star Trek thing. They didn't want to go on that, but oh, it's definitely a Star Trek thing. It's a Romulan thing, a Klingon thing, right? Yeah, I feel like they don't use it because they don't want to. Because it's kind of like it's kind of like the best technology you can have, and if they use it too much, 
it'd be too much like Star Trek. That's my theory. They, that's why You're probably use. right, though, because that yeah. makes the most sense. Yeah. Because as a guy who's watching Next Generation and just watched Deep Space Nine, Star Trek loves their cloaking device. Right. And there's always, you know, there's always a way to, you know, find it. Sometimes they can track it, but then they have a new, there's always a new cloaking device you can't track, etc. <laughs> it would become too much, you know, Star Wars' history of instead building big weapons the size of a moon that blow up other planets. And that's, <laughs> that's its thing. Yeah. So, yeah, they're using they're using it to cloak the asteroids. And I think the point is that they, they think there are hundreds of them, but there are really only like 20 of them. Which so they're is kind of, a yeah, smart he's move. Tr- he's tricking them. Yeah, exactly. OK, because this is just to keep them busy so they don't leave. Correct. Yeah. Is what he's up his, to. His, his goal is to get to, you know, he wants to find Thrawn wants the, you know, the cloning facility and he wants to get to this planet with the cloning. You know, OK, he wants to get the clones. Basically. He wants to get more clones. <laughs> But they had a lot of clones. They got rid of them all. That's, oh, wait, that's it didn't the thing. Yet. You know, I think in the they didn't really know what the clones were at this point. No one knew why the clones wore the Clone Wars. I think for this book, it's just like let's get a big army of soldiers. We don't have to, you know, find. We just find a bunch of these people who are already made, and they can be our army. And that's what the clones are, which is kind of like what the clones be, eventually became. So. Yeah. Well, plus that you have a lot of the fact that they didn't know because you know that was the one part of history they couldn't touch. Right. Exactly. So no one knew like. Why were the Clone Wars bad? Like, were they clones fighting us, or were they were the clones the good guys or bad guys? No one quite knew because you couldn't talk about it. <laughs> I just, I mean, all based off one line in Episode Four. That's what did the whole thing. <laughs> I fought with your father in the Clone Wars. I killed right. him too. You know, I, I don't remember that line. Oh, I left him on a planet. Does he burn to death? Uh, and if I just would have took my lightsaber and just cut off his head and and ease him <laughs> the misery, I would have saved a lot of trouble in the in the world. You know. But I did take his lightsaber. Here's the father's lightsaber. I, I cut it out of his hand after he was burning <laughs> on the side of the volcano. <laughs> I don't remember what he does in Revenge of the Sith, how he gets that lightsaber. It does, I think he, he actually... just picks it up. He just picks it up. And he's like, I don't know, because I guess it's pretty valuable. You know, you have to sign those things out, you know. Oh, God. Those okay. come out of your paycheck if you lose them. <laughs> so then you, in, in the fourth issue, it starts off with card and... The smugglers just kind of doing their thing. One of the smugglers got arrested by Thrawn, and then he just releases him with a ship, and is all part of the plan to get him to turn on car- to turn on Card. Yeah, there's a lot of like, oh, Thrawn's plan is it seems like this, but it's really this, and it's like triple, it's like triple chess or something. And I like where it shows Luke and 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 Han and Lando go and Mara go to. Wayland, where they're just in a forest and they reminds me of Endor and they're running around fighting animals and Luke is actually yeah. using his lightsaber and he's in the freaking he's wearing his Endor gear again. <laughs> right. This is where it gets real good. Like his Luke's in the Return of the Jedi outfit and they're fighting yes. these weird beasts. These and Mara's in a Return of the Jedi type outfit too. <laughs> She's wearing an Endor outfit too. Yeah. So it's getting back to classic Star Wars. They're infiltrating a planet with dangers and stuff. And it's good. I think you still have Coruscant is complaining about the asteroid and they're trying to figure out how to take them out. And I, I for for a bit. Yeah, you kind of. I like this scene where you kind of see like maps and stuff. They're kind of you, you kind of get a look into the world, like they're trying to find these asteroids, but they can't find them. And they say like, "Oh, that leaves us three hundred to go. We found one, but three hundred to go." So Thrawn tricked them to keep them occupied by thinking they can't leave until they find three hundred so asteroids or whatever. Yeah, and I, I forget. Card is, does card go down? Card goes down to Coruscant, doesn't he? Or is he on his own planet still? Uh, I think he's, no, he's still on his own planet. He's somewhere else. Yeah, he's because you have 
Yeah, you have them trying to... Oh, Leia said she found the Delta Source. You have a small yeah. line with that. Was that the robot? I think so. It's kind of un- it's kind of obscure in here, but it, probably the book explains it more. But it seems like they're looking for a, something that's picking up their conversations, and I think it's this garbage droid. That's what it looks like. Okay. And she's like, I found it. It's kind of weird how she finds it. She just kind of looks at it. So I don't know. I'm sure the I'm book... I'm assuming we're it. missing something from the book. Right, yeah. And then you have Card and the smugglers all get together. The one guy that was turned on him goes to kill, you know, is threatening to kill card. And I think somehow oh, they find out that the other guy was a traitor because he says something that he shouldn't know. Right. Like yeah. an idiot. <laughs> I hate it when it happens. I mean, I forget what he said. Oh, he's like, I didn't say that. How did you know? <laughs> uh, he, I forget what it was, too. But it, yeah, it's something like that. Oh, we never. Yeah. Oh, who said he was a bodyguard? Yeah, I never mentioned Lieutenant Sam. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like how that's how people fuck up. Like, they just say something they shouldn't know. <laughs> and then he tries to pin it, like, oh, that was Card all along. And they said, oh, you're stupid, man. And he just immediately takes out a thermal detonator. It's like, don't shoot me or I'm going to kill you all. And he kind of just runs away. And then they blow him up, too, it looks like. Uh, yeah, he eventually does. Get <laughs> they up. just kill him. And then you, then he goes back to Waylon or Endor, as I'm going to call it. Because you have Han kind of his Endor gear, too, with a bandana. And then you see with some weird little, like, Phoenix-looking animal, some kind of red bird. <laughs> they have that Chewie looks like he's about to eat yeah it's just like kind of just like the local creature and it, I, I see like three people in the background is just kind of <laughs> looking scared as always and there's a couple funny scenes one where you see Mary Jade sitting in front of a cave and you see Emperor Palpatine's face in, in the cave <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so good stupid. it does but you know it's kind of funny <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny and I laughed when Luke's like, oh, I can train you. And he pulls out his little his little thing that shoots you. Oh, yeah, the little remote. Yeah, they've always got that on hand. It's like, why did you bring that in the woods? <laughs> that's just weighing you down, man. Leave that on the ship. I mean, I, don't, I didn't get that. I can understand if it's just randomly on the ship and he just pulls it out. But he brought it with him onto a planet. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. Like, use it as like a drone or something. I don't know. Yeah. And I think you you have Leia sleeping, and then I don't even know what the hell. I think th- I'm not sure what was going on with Leia sleeping, and you have them trying to figure out how. To- oh, they're planning the attack. Yeah. To blow up one of the bases. That's what it was. One of the yeah. Imperial shipyards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're Thrawn. You know they're gonna attack so one. What I was thinking is why don't they just launch a, a a a photon torpedo or something into the sun to make the sun go supernova, so it takes out the shipyard. And how you do it? <laughs> First of all, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you? The Deep Space Nine episode. It's yeah. Well, yes, exactly. It doesn't quite, you know. I feel like it'd be quite different. Yes, in in, in Star Wars, they would just fly away. Yeah, they don't do much with blowing up suns in in this. Um, not exactly. Not in this series, at least. No, I just I, I really like Star Trek lately, and I have to I have to say it every chance I can right now. No, yeah, that did that did happen in the one where they tried to blow up the 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 sun with some bomb. You know? Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but. Back to so it brings to issue five, and you see Thrawn again being Thrawn, and he's getting ready to bomb some planet. As usual, I don't remember which planet he's bombing or what they're doing exactly. They're trying to Just take out somebody else. They're trying to faint. You know, they want what planet they're at now? Tangreen, I think. They want to think that they're you know defending Tangreen. They want the rebels to attack Tangreen, but they know that this other planet, Bill Bringy, is the one that everybody wants because it has. It has something that you can detect cloaking devices with. And so the the rebels want that so that they oh, can okay. figure that's out what they're up to. So they want they want the rebels to go to Tangreen, but really the rebels figured out they can attack Bell Bringing and get and get what they get this thing that they want. Okay. 
I didn't enjoy that part of the story as much. I was enjoying more of the stuff on Waylon with the, with that team. Yeah, it's a lot of dialogue, and I like you. I prefer the action because like the stuff on Waylon, they could have just kept with that because there's a lot of action, you know, in the woods and stuff. And it works better for comic. Right, exactly. I mean, reading, that's different. I don't mind dialogue and reading, but there is a funny panel where you see Mary, well, to me, it's funny in the background, Mary Jade is training with a little droid. <laughs> he just gave her his lightsaber. Like, here you go, practice. You do this for, for a little bit. And, he's, whoom, whoom, whoom. <laughs> and then they get into a fight. They meet the Nagri or the Nagri with them. They meet the the people who live on this planet who look the really strange. Mineshri. I don't know how to say it. The Mineshri. It looks like really fat blue Ewok. They almost, yeah. I almost look like Gungans, honestly. Okay. So, yeah, the yellow uh, ones look like Gungans. The, the, the Posadans. Okay, the, the Mineshri and the Posadans or whatever, yeah. It's a really random part where, like, they, they do it, like, where C-3PO has to, like, talk and they kind of become friends because... Well, yeah, they need to give them something to do. Like, here, you can translate. Your, your only purpose is to translate this, so there better be something for you to Like, Chewie shoots down a bird and they're all of a sudden <laughs> excited that Chewie has a bullcaster or something? Yeah. Oh, I didn't I think... get... I feel like something was missing. Well, it was they gave him, the the natives gave him a bird. It's a bond of peace. And then when something's coming down, Chewie shoots it, and they say, "Oh, you have a lightning bow." So I guess they they think he's some kind of god or something. Wasn't quite clear. That on sounds that. familiar, doesn't it? Hmm. It ends a little differently than it does in Endor. <laughs> they don't get put. They don't get try to cook them. Yeah, they don't do that. And then you you get an interesting scene where you see it. Uh, an Imperial shuttle flying over the group on Wayland, and you there's some some general is flying or somebody part of Admiral Thrawn's army. I think Saboth's controlling him, is what it is. Yeah, because he's because he's like saying it's the beginning of Grand Admiral Thrawn's ending. So so he's kind of like has his mind. I think he's like controlling his mind, and uh, maybe it was expanded more upon the book as well. But it, it's almost unclear about what he's doing. But. Okay, and this is where you have the Nagri saying to Mary Jade how they're going to kill their enslavers and all, right. you know, the Empire, yeah. and you have her having a fit where she's like, I, it's not my decision, I won't kill Luke Skywalker! And she's fighting with the Emperor. Yeah. And then he wakes up and confronts her, and I was thinking to myself, shouldn't he fall his lightsaber and try to kill her now? Because she threatened him? Isn't that how it works when someone turns the dark side? He doesn't wait to ask him any questions, just kill him. I don't know, I, I, I like it that he doesn't do it, that he talks to her and he's a normal person, like he should have been. Well... <laughs> Sounds like someone has unresolved issues with other parts of the Star Wars franchise. I do. <laughs> and I, I really I'll get a kick out of every time you see Sabath yelling at Thrawn, like over the <laughs> over the holocaust or the holo just yelling at him over the comm system and he just doesn't care at all. Yeah, so he's figured out that so he figured out that the general he was controlling was, you know, his mind was there wasn't enough of Kovel left to keep him alive. So like he But then he goes to the the, the warehouse and he discovers that the the uh, Samari are they're everywhere, so he can't use the force there. <laughs> oh, that's why he's all pissed off. Yeah, but apparently he so, attached bombs to them. You find out a little later. Well, yes, he he definitely figures out a way, way to get around that. <laughs> I kind of was surprised by that. Yeah, I mean, you figured he'd be more helpless, but maybe he's still wily, even though he's an insane insane thing. <laughs> and then you you get a scene of some of the like wedge one of the rebel force or new republic arguing with somebody at a bar and then they get attacked by like a spy or something is there and they're right, actually yeah, and they're feeding them false information yeah okay so then you see you see coruscant you see leia sta- holding the baby standing in front of a painting is that supposed to be pa- padme i mean i, I know padme didn't exist yet but i wonder if that's supposed to be leia's mother it, it might it certainly might be i don't uh don't have any information on that you know, there's no there's nothing there. It just has this random picture in the background, but it, it feels like it was too much of a 
of a choice than it was just somebody just the artist was like, oh, I got to draw this panel of her holding the baby. I mean, you wouldn't have went through all that work to draw a painting and take up that much of the page. Yeah, there certainly might be something like that in the book as well that talks about it. But, you know, at this point in the canon, it was the canon that Leia's mother, you know, survived, you know, for a little bit, at least after she was born. Oh, yeah, because she she goes with Leia in the original movie. She doesn't just die when childbirth. Right. Yeah. In the original, the original way it was, you know, talked about was that Leia, you know, the mother went into Alderaan for a little bit and then she died when she was younger. But I prefer that. I prefer that too instead of because Leia remembers her. Like, how do you remember your mother? Oh, I remember she's very sad. She died of a broken heart. Instead, it was like, oh, we were born on some asteroid facility with and my mom died three minutes after I was born. Because her 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 husband turned out to be murdered children. She died of a broken heart, basically. It's like, well, I, I hate that so much. Uh, I'm starting to realize I love Star Wars, but not the movies. <laughs> I just love Star Wars itself. You love the idea of Star Wars, just but every movie you just have. A, oh, I have so much problems with this. That's how it is. When you analyze something too closely, I feel like it, it happens that way. There's only two, there's only a few like classic Star Wars movies that I really like: <laughs> New Hope, Phantom <laughs> Menace, Force Awakens. So you're like the first movie in <laughs> yeah, every and Empire Strikes Back. I do like it's just sad. Right. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's just it's just it's hard for me. <laughs> it's just so sad when they get their ass handed. But that's not new here nor. And then you see her, you know, holding the baby at Coruscant, and I, fr- I think is this when she because they're still stuck in Coruscant, aren't they? Yeah, they're still stuck. Okay. But they, they figure out... Oh, because so, Card comes, and I think he tells them yeah. how to get past it. Yeah, he, he said there's a, uh, you know, there's a large number of asteroids in orbit, and he said, oh, we destroyed 21, and then the asteroids are all gone, and they, and Tard's, well, they asked Card, well, how do you know? He said, well, we observed them loading those asteroids. From, we observed them loading only 22 asteroids, you know, on the ship before they left. And he gives them the sensor data, so they're like, oh, we don't, there's nothing threatening us anymore. It's Okay. Past. That's really, and then you see Inaugury almost kill that that one senator that was a problem in the previous book. Yeah, I guess he was spying on them or something. I think is what it was. They they feel like you know Borsk failure. Yeah, they he was kind of he was spying, but then Inaugury is about to kill him, and then they're like, no, he wasn't spying. He just wanted to. He thought the Emperor's warehouse should be destroyed, and they you know Card wants some money. Card is very much the Han Solo of episode right. character. He's not like Han's respectful now, so this is like the Han replacement. Is this kind of smuggler guy? Yeah, and then it kicks back to sh- so Leia and them are heading to Wayland now. Le- yeah. Layla and Card, and then you have Luke and his team looking at the entrance of the base, and he yeah, that's good. He, he has no, he can't feel the Force, and that's how he knows that the Yasmari are there. Right. Yeah, and they're like, we have, we can't go in the front door. <laughs> So we better better find out how to get in. Well, you see turrets, you see ATSTs, which again was yeah. cool to see. And you also have like the last page, just a whole page of Sabah sitting by some kind of like looks like the goblet of fire, just looking evil. Yeah, it, it's a great image. <laughs> it really is. I, I think the art in this one is really good. I like I like the art. I do too. I think the art was well done in the in this series. I, I can't because it's been a little bit since we read Dark Force Rising Air, but I feel like the art changes every book. I believe, yeah, it does. I looked up the artists, and this is, they're all, I believe they're three different ones, so. I wonder why they did that. Why they didn't just have the people stay? Maybe they weren't happy. Maybe they're like, we want a new mm-hmm. new design. It's know. also nowhere near as stylized as Dark Empire is, which I'm okay right. with. Right. It's more comic booky, like, more conventional. Yeah, because they're just trying to adapt a book. Right, yeah. And this is the cover that you were talking about earlier that has 
Mary Jade holding a lightsaber on the cover. Yeah, well, there's that one, and then there's the one a little further back. She looked weirder. She looks kind of weird in this one, honestly. She has really long hair and is all fluffy looking. Yeah, it's, I mean, she does have long red hair, but it looks, it looks like she's, looks like there's a lot of humidity going on there. I don't know. <laughs> it does. It looks odd. <laughs> it's odd. I guess it's this humid on this. It doesn't look like the, what it looks like inside the panels. No, it doesn't. I definitely wanted to get the nerd demographic to be like, oh, a, a red-haired woman in this book. Well, buy this book. I better buy this comic. For $3. Finally, woman in Star Wars. It's not Leia. <laughs> and uh, issue six opens up with, you see the Imperial Shipyard, in this, and I think one of Card's men are there looking at it or something, because they're getting ready to attack it. And I think the shipyard wasn't their real plan, or Tangreen was their real plan, but they're trying to make him think it was their plan. I can't remember what it was exactly. <laughs> it's one of those, one of those two. They wanted to go to Build Ringy. That's what they wanted. Okay, so they sent a force of Tangreen to, to distract him, then attack the, and then send everyone else right. to. Okay, that's what it was. So yeah, the Republic wants to attack Bill Bringing instead. So okay, it was confusing. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of complicated. So and and then it goes back to the team on Wayland, and the way they get inside is I, I was amused. He just cuts a hole in the vent with a lightsaber. And <laughs> it's all these bases have like just one weak spot right in the back. I feel like we just watched Boba Fett where. Jabba's palace just had a little vent in, in, the, in the in the bottom. It's like you feel like they would cover that up or have a sensor there or something. Yeah, you know? it's a big vent. It's like you can fit like eight. A people lot of people through. <laughs> so. You can fit a small vehicle through. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely have not overlooked that error. That period. but they get in. I guess you know the emperor design flaws are known known quantity. I guess. Uh, and, then, and I really like it when you see Mara Jade inside this place. That reminded me of the Death Star in the same like style. And yeah. she's just looking over the cliff at the yeah, inside the place, and, the and central... I'm just holding a stone trooper that they knocked out. <laughs> yeah, it looks really cool, and I always, I always felt like this would be a great, you know, don't don't steal this people, but you know, a great video game level is you have to infiltrate the emperor's yeah. like warehouse, and there's like all every level has like some artifact or something, or like a rancor cool. is in there or something, you know. And I if I would is... design a Star Wars game, I would do that. <laughs> And I like how you see Luke and goes with Mara to go stop Saboth or something. And then yeah. you have Han Solo going to blow up the place because that's what Solo does. And then then it cuts to the Imperials ship factory. And I think they realize it's a trap and all these Star Destroyers show up and the gravitational ones show up, too. Yeah. And so they're just trying to hold hold them there. I thought they were supposed to be in Jagreen. No, but they're the Star, the Star Destroyers aren't attacking. They're in a holding pattern to keep them there. So they're, they're going to. Hold the ships there so that they can be decimated later. Which I thought was cool. I like I like how Thrawn was that intelligent and didn't fall for their trap. Right, yeah. And I really like the next two-page spread where you yeah. see Mar and Jade kill a couple stormtroopers and then they run into Saboth and he's in like this giant throne room just sitting on right. a throne that he turns around in. There's all this smoke. I forget. It looks like smoke or something going on yeah. in the atmosphere. And it's kind of, it's really cool. And then he, and then this is when he pulls out a detonator and blows up the Yasamari. <laughs> Now yeah, that they're here, he just, so he can use this, so he can actually fight. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he attached them to like each one of those things, but oh well. Maybe in the book he, they explain. He it. just says, "My soldiers prepared it for me before they went outside the mountain." Oh, uh, okay. So maybe he just like planted on the trees and things nearby and just blew everything up. I'm, I don't yeah. feel like he planted on each one. It'd be hard. Those those things are slippery. And he steals Mara Jade's gun, which I thought was funny, and then he just shocks the hell out of her. Yeah. So it's beginning. It's setting up like the the throne room. So I got a big kick out of this scene that I know you've been waiting to talk about, too, I'm sure. Right. They, <laughs> so 
they reveal a hooded figure, and it turns out Joris Siboth, they created a clone of Luke Skywalker. When he lost and his hand. When he lost his hand on Bespin, they found it and they cloned it. I think <laughs> and, there's even a comment in this comic about Bespin making whatever material they need for their fleet. If there I there certainly might be, yeah. There's some comment about Bespin, which I thought made me smile, too. I love this. And he sees the evil Luke holding the blue lightsaber. Right. His, now, one thing... I think they made a mistake when they're writing this because in the book, in the book, they say his name is they call him Luke Skywalker with two U's. So L-U-U-K-E. And that's how in the book, you know which one is fighting which because they use Luke with two U's and Luke with one L. Oh, it would be kind of a confusing Luke. It, it, Luke's it, it, attack. Luke's yeah, smack that's Luke. What did, that's how they did it in the book. But maybe in the comic book, they said we don't need that. So just call him Luke Skywalker. But in the book, he's like, it's you, Luke Skywalker. Oh, no, they just say, he said, yes, he is you, Luke Skywalker. They do say it. They do? Yes. They do have two, well, in my version, they don't have two U's. Maybe they changed it. I'm not reading a physical copy. Yeah, it could be that when they updated it, they, they changed it. Okay, they it does say it in here. Okay, interesting. That's cool. Well, yeah, anyway, it's still awesome that, you know, it's kind of like, it's an awesome scene, because it's like the scene in Empire when he's in the cave fighting himself. Now it's kind of like that come to life. And, and, and... It kind of cuts back and you see Han Solo go to charge and he runs into Leia and Card and these two giant dogs. And then it jumps back to the, yeah. the fight. It is such a cool fight because Luke is in his Return of the Jedi outfit and right. Luke is in his what looks like he's wearing the Obi-Wan cloak <laughs> and has like the tattooing look. And I really like that. Yeah, I got a big kick out of this. I thought yeah, this he... was just a badass scene. Yeah. And Luke kind of like he, he puts out his hand, he grabs, he gets a lightsaber. And they're fighting. And it's kind of like, was that an Ocarina of Time when you're fighting Dark Link or whatever? You know, Mirror Zelda Link. 2 and Ocarina of Time, yes. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's also in Zelda 2, but no one don't play that game. <laughs> but me. But yes, it's like that. He's fighting himself. And like some, the lightsaber gets thrown at one point. Or no, he kills Luke. And then, oh no, Luke Mara throws the lightsaber at him. Right. And then he jumps over it. And then that's where somehow Leia has it in a couple of panels. Yeah. I didn't really understand it. And then he keep does he kill Luke? I think. Well, it shows Mara. Mara's doing it. You will kill Luke Skywalker. Oh, yeah, Mara kills him. So she's like, oh, I will kill Luke Skywalker. I'll kill this Skywalker. And she stabs him. You see one panel of him red and going like, oh, I could have used more. I would have liked to have more panels of this stuff. Because this yeah, was good. I know. It should be a bigger, bigger death. You should be able to see it. It should be more clear. You can see the lightsaber coming out of his back. This really felt rushed. Like they were running out of pages for this end yeah. stuff of the book. And this felt like this would have been a lot. Because you have a few panels of them fighting, which look cool. You have Lando and, and Chewbacca setting bombs up to blow up the place. You have Han Solo is trapped and throws a lightsaber to Mara Jade that then saves Luke and kills the other Luke. Right, yeah. So there's three lightsabers? Or did Leia just have a lightsaber to begin with, didn't she? Yeah, that's what it was. Never mind, Leia just had a lightsaber. I feel like it needed we needed one more panel of like the dead body of the clone. We need some more. Yeah. I mean, and this, Luke, yeah, it just feels it feels really rushed. Yeah. It's still good, but it feels rushed. Right. It could have been better. Yeah. Because then you have panels or a page of them fighting the Star Destroyers and trying to blow up the ship. You have Sabah freaking the hell out. Right. He's the emperor of the universe now and stuff. And going all, you know, comic book villain. The universe is mine. That's why I really thought he was a clone of the Emperor, not just a clone of some Jedi. That would have been an interesting move, too, but... Dark Empire was was probably... I think Dark Empire was being written the same time as Star Wars' Heir to the Empire was. 
they were they were coming out, so they probably couldn't, you know, go against each other. They'd both deal with clones, interestingly enough. <laughs> well, you had the Clone Wars, <laughs> right? Oh, I, so, I I like how I like it as Mara Jade kills Saboth, but she just yeah. stabs him with a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. And then he like, blows uh, up like a like <laughs> for some weird reason he blows up. Mara Jade gets hurt from the from the throwback. Right. Yeah. It's kind of weird. That. I guess he had so much dark energy that when she killed him, all the energy just evaporated. Like kind of like when the Emperor died, there was that big yeah. blast of. This part is where it really, really felt rushed. You, it shows Thrawn and it shows Inaugury kill one of the soldiers with Thrawn, and all of a sudden you see one panel of Thrawn with just a red thing, a red spot on his chest, which I'm assuming is blood. Right. Yeah. So he gets stabbed. This, you know, Nagri, you know, in the book, he's it's so incensed by what's going on. He's like, I'm taking my revenge. He gets his, his knife out and stabs him in the chest. But here you don't see that. You don't even see him get stabbed. I didn't understand why they didn't put that panel in. It's it's very weird. Maybe they thought it was too violent or something. But uh, oh, maybe. It's, it's, I don't, it, it is weird. very weird. And then I also didn't really understand because it, it says that like a bunch of the ships are going down and they says and then they retreat. Or the captain retreats, I think, and then you see Thrawn with his so, eyes closed. So yeah, he, in the book, so in the book, um, I remember it was this this guy, Captain Pelion. He was the he was like the book was written from his point of view. Like oh. wasn't like he was the guy watching everything. A lot of it was written from his point of view. So he was like he sees Thrawn's died. He's like no one's smart as Thrawn. So like now that Thrawn's gone, we're gonna lose. So we'd better retreat now. Okay, that's cool. And so. You don't so you don't really get that. But he was like, this guy was the only guy who 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 made us successful. So now that he's gone, there's no hope for us. And that's kind of what this was thinking is. But here it's just kind of like we better retreat now. Thrawn's dead. Okay, and Thrawn's last words. But it was so artistically done. Right. And I didn't really understand that either because it's like, I don't know. I think the book has something more to that, too. But, you know, he is appreciator of art because he was looking at that art earlier. He's he's also into art in rebels also right he's a classy guy he's like the fraser of generals so um but he was i think he was thinking of his his battles like but i can't lose my my battles were so artistically done that he dies <laughs> okay it, it just seemed like it wasn't i don't know i wanted more and then you have another one page of luke talking to mara jade on top of a top of some building yeah. And he gives her the lightsaber. Like, oh, the one I lost at Bespin. You know, the one my father killed all these children with. Here you go. <laughs> but don't worry. Make sure you get rid of it before this, the before the seventh movie comes out. Because they got to find it at some point. Yeah, Matt, Mass Kanata has to has to have it in her little in. You know, I'm still whatever. upset that it never got explained. <laughs> I am. But, she, you know, they even set it up. They said, oh, that's, that's a story for another time. I'll have to tell you. I don't think we'll ever get that story. Nope, because we got The Last Jedi instead. Every time we have to talk about it. Every time. I will wait till I review it someday on the show because I'm thinking about going the Star Wars route at some point. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn you around. You're gonna watch it again and be like, this is a great movie. <sighs> I, I would appreciate that, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Okay, okay. Another time, another time we'll do that. <laughs> we can finish up talking about this, but, but yeah, I, I really like that that he's talking to her and then she's like, Oh wait, I'm coming with you. And and I like that because they get married at some point, except she wasn't in Dark Empire though. At all. Yeah. Again, this is one of those things where they were made around the same time. And I, I feel like they had to leave some things out. So, but it was, it was a nice, like I, I, when I finished reading this, I was like, I was happy. I wasn't upset. I was very happy that we've read this trilogy. Right. Yeah. 
it's it's this you know it was the thing that revived star wars when the books came out and everybody loved it because everybody's like oh this is this is what the movie should be this is this is like the sequel trilogy or whatever so this is what it should have been yes <laughs> it should have been something like this with with luke not being as old <laughs> well yes i mean in the in the real in the preferred world you know we would have that we would have had these sequels earlier nobody everybody wouldn't be 70 year, years old on the verge of death like all the actors are but alas we shouldn't have waited that long that's that's what happens these days but you know they were they were bestsellers as the covers remind us the best-selling novel trilogy and uh, this was a good ending to the series i would say it was i'm really glad it exists a lot more than i expected right yeah and this was a nice return to form. I think it might be the strongest book. Did this come out before Shadows? The book, the book did. So 93 was when the book came out. The Shadows comic, I believe, was maybe a couple of years earlier. I think, it, I think it came out maybe 97 or right around the time the book came out. So Okay. There was a period, yeah, the period of the 90s where there would just be Star Wars comics all the time. So for Dark Horse. Was this Dark Horse? This yeah, is Dark Horse, Horse, yeah. Okay, yeah. And Marvel didn't do star Wars that long before they cut it out and dark horse was doing it. Yeah. This, these were kind of revitalized the French and there were so many more. And there was, I know there is one where Mara Jade and Luke get married. And I think if you need a physical copy, that's expensive. Uh, if you could use other means, you could read it whenever I'm, I'm sure. But you know, there is, they do get married at some point in, in another comic. Okay. You have my attention. I don't remember what it is. I'm sure you could Google it and figure out which comic that is. I don't know. My Google skills some days aren't so aren't very good. I'm going to find out. We well, should go to Shelf Stacker Box, I think. And why don't you go first? Because I'm Googling stuff now. <laughs> I say put it on your shelf. As I, or yeah, put it on your shelf. That's the good one, right? That's the one yes. you want to read. This. Yeah. Uh, um, you you know, if you like Star Wars and you've read the other tri- others of the trilogy, you have to read this one too because it's a great action set pieces and has a great conclusion and you get to see the beginnings of you know the 90s star wars eu and you know the eu until the disney canon and this is kind of where it all began and it's very worthwhile to read that stuff so i'd recommend it okay and i'm also gonna put this on the shelf i i went into this with low expectations after dark force rising and i was blown away how much i enjoyed this book i was really really liked it and i it's worth it it's very good. It's definitely worth reading. I'm going to put it on the shelf. And I will definitely be probably. I, I don't know if I direct people to read the comics. Definitely not buy the comic. That's for sure. But because they're cheap. They're not cheap at all. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'm really glad we got to read it for the show. Yeah. Not what I expected. If you like Star Wars and you're reading Star Wars comics, you should read it because you have a novel. There are a few stories that are better. Some of the Star Wars comics are a little strange. And this one at least is solid for the most part. So. And it's called Star Wars Union is the one that they got married in. Okay, yeah. I've seen that one, and I know... as Last time I saw it, it was pretty expensive. So. It's 74 bucks on Amazon for the trade. There you go. There's people... The Star Wars nerds, they want to see that marriage. They want to see the hot marriage action. I mean, I might be reading this today now that I know this. <laughs> hey, I've been waiting for them to get married in for a reason. For a, I mean, I, I, I never knew this character existed until... It's four yeah. issues. It's a four-issue miniseries. Ah. That might be on the show if I can convince someone to read it with me. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe maybe you can convince me. I'll have to to see what I can do. (laughs) All right. And I want to thank you guys all for listening to this. And if you want to hear more Star Wars, well, we got that for you. As fast as soon as somebody pulls up the right tab. I think I'd be more prepared. I do love Star Wars, though. I have come to that conclusion. I think Star Wars is the most we have done of anything. So we have Star Wars Dark Force Rising, Comic 36. 
Star Wars Book of Boba Fett, TV4, Star Wars Heir to the Empire, Comic 34, Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 1, TV2, Star Wars Dark Empire 2 slash Empire's End, Comic 30, Star Wars Dark Empire, Comic 27, Star Wars Force Unleashed, Episode 115, Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 2, TV1, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, Episode 87, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Episode 69, Part 1 and Part 2, Star Wars Dark Vader, Dark Lord of the Sixth, Comic 6, Star Wars Shadow of the Empire, Episode 48, Star Wars Holiday Special, Film 6, Star Wars Republic Commando, Episode 21, and Star Wars Dark Forces, Episode 13. So there are 16 other Star Wars episodes you listen to at this time that I recorded this. Man, this is basically a Star Wars podcast at this point. Uh, there's over 300 episodes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> there's like 316 at the time of this recording. Or so. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean... That's at least, you know, a good percentage of Star Wars. I'm trying. I'm trying. So, and if, and Peter, where can people find you at? Well, you can find me on the web, as they say. If you like a good sci-fi adventure, please read my novel, The Fifth Civilization. It's part of a trilogy. You, if you like Star Wars, you'll love it, too. It's got aliens and action and artifacts and weird planets and all sorts of that good stuff. Someday, Michael will read it. Yeah, Mike is hopefully going to take it with him to Vegas. Hopefully, when he <laughs> this comes out, he already done all that because it'll be past April. That's good. You're gonna you're gonna read it on the you know the the casino floor, and all the people will say, "Oh, what is that? I better." Read I won't that be gambling. Too. I don't gamble. Well, I hate gambling. No, you, you're not going to gamble. You're just going to take my <laughs> book read the casino <laughs> floor and sit by the bar and read it. That's what you. And also get a games my mom games my mom phone shirt and wear the shirt and I have to. Well, yes, obviously that. I sh- I don't have a fucking games my mom phone shirt. I don't know why. I never made one. I made you one. Have anyway. merch. You don't have merch? No, I don't have a merch shop yet. Ugh. I should. I just, I never got around to that part yet. I don't know why. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can support the show for as little as a dollar. You can vote in our Patreon polls. And I don't know exactly when this is coming out, but there's a good chance that there's going to be some Star Wars themed polls because I need to watch Star Wars movies and I might make polls that make people convince me to do it. So go help. For as little as a dollar, you can vote in our Patreon and help out the show. Um, please. I want to say a thank you to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fury. You can follow her on TikTok. Also want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU stuff with me. You can find his podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. And we do comics, we do movies, we do games, we do all sorts of episodes. We went through the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe Infinity Saga. Go check all that out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody.